Another one of the artists that you're going to want to be paying attention to because Ticket Thursday is today. Two tickets to see Willie Nelson and family, Bob Dylan, Britney Spencer, and this guy right here, John Mellencamp, at the Outlaw Music Festival at the Hollywood Bowl on July 31st. Listen for your cue to call to win a pair of tickets to the Outlaw Music Festival at the Holiday Bowl. John, this I believe he was... By the way, great songs. John Cougar Mellencamp at this point, that he was John Mellencamp, Went to Johnny Cougar, didn't like that because he felt he was selling it out, and then went to John Cougar Mellencamp. So why? Why what? Why why did he think that Cougar? He was felt that out? it was it was too Hollywood, that it wasn't him, mm-hmm. that, that he is a small town guy that wanted to represent who he was and his. No no hometown. no. Why did Shohei post the thing? <laughs> That's a better question, right? And why I know John Cougar's history, don't ask me. I don't know, but it's stuck in my brain. The same reason I know confuse the hell out of me. Sometimes. What a nineteen seventy eight tops back of the card looks like. Yeah, it's orange that, and blue. That's on that we know that you know. <laughs> it's stuff like this that come out of nowhere. My brain makes no sense. It just little random facts stick and mm-hmm. I get them about eighty percent right when I recite them back. Yeah, I, that that's about where I land is about an eighty percent hit rate. So what I just told you is about eighty percent accurate. Perfect. <laughs> By Perfect. the way, I do have one of these, you know, maybe random facts, and maybe they'll get it right. We have a last man standing. Mm. Do you guys want to do that right now? Sure, I'm in. Sure. Okay. All right. So LeBron put himself on a very short list yesterday of the most wins in NBA history, career wins. Regular season or I believe this is regular season, okay? okay? So this is from Sig, put this out to us. He uh, landed himself on number five, okay, okay on this list. Ooh. He is tied with somebody at number six, okay? So I'm going to try to have you guys the other five guys that are in the top six, all right? Okay. Um, And Travis, why don't you start us off? The NBA is a little trickier for me. I, I'm going to, okay, here's how my, I'm going to think, I'm going to think this through out loud. Guy that played a long time and was yep. on a good team far more often than not. I'm going to go with Tim Duncan. He played 20 years. They were almost always good. Give me Duncan. Duncan is number three with 1,001 okay. wins. Just for uh, reference, LeBron has 952 okay. wins. All right, Al, what do you think? Play the same strategy here. Let's go Kareem. Kareem is number one with 1,074 wins. Yeah, he was pretty wins. good. All right. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Uh, how about uh, Bill Russell? Bill Russell is oh. not on there. All right, probably Brian, just not up. years. Yeah, uh, it's probably just not years. All right, Travis, what do you think? Okay, I'm just I'm literally playing the who played forever game right yeah. now, and they have to do it. Almost always pretty good, at least. Dirk. Dirk is not on there. So, Al, you technically win, but let's uh, see if you can get another one on here. I'll I'll go. I know injuries, but are the injuries enough? Lost a lot of games towards the end of his career. Is Kobe on that list? Kobe is not on the list. Kobe and Dirk, where I was going back and forth with those two guys. I was going to pick either one of those guys. All right, so here's the top six that we have. So, uh, Kareem, number one, with 1,074. Carl Malone? Robert Parrish at number two, with 1,014. Yeah, we should pick the Number three was Tim Duncan, with 1,001. So, John Stockton is at 953, one ahead of of LeBron. LeBron is at 952, and he is tied with Carl Malone. Yeah. Yeah, those, those are the two that those, played forever, 
and won all the time. They were never bad. Mm-hmm. Like that, like you had like Dirk had a couple of seasons where they weren't very good. Yeah, Kobe had Kobe a couple did. of seasons where they weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Like the Jazz, always in the mix. I bet you their their bad it. seasons were thirty or thirty one wins. They something, probably something. had a very high win percentage in their time. It just you know obviously didn't ever cashing in they ran into jordan that like didn't everybody. help either yeah the entire league other than hakeem ran into jordan and i guess the pistons at the beginning of the I whole i mean league. josh allen might have one of those like uh, most winnings that's in literally his career literally and, yeah. what i was gonna say is that's the entire afc right now is just running into mahomes yes everything's got it and that's not that much different than or than jordan winning his first three championships and everybody like all right well if you're gonna get one you have to go through this dude, and that's what everybody's trying to well, do. That's it, and and it, it it shouldn't be used as one of those. Hey, you weren't the no, no. Josh Allen might be one of the greats of all time. It's just that the great is playing at the same time. That Reggie Miller only got to the finals once. That yep. Patrick Ewing only got to the finals, I think, once is not a testament to that they weren't good enough. It's that you that played, guy you played was in around. that era. Right. That era. What would Magic or Bird have done if Magic or Bird weren't in there at the same time? You know, it's funny, and I don't have an answer to this, but Hakeem got two, and it was the two years that Jordan was That's, playing it's my some favorite type thing, of the people in Houston league. lose their minds when you point that out well, to them. Okay, that, let me say, and we're not here to, to argue. Hakeem's one of my favorite players to ever play the game. Hakeem was incredible. But it did come in the two years that it Jordan did. wasn't around. You can't pretend that that didn't happen. He yeah. wasn't around. That's mm-hmm. how. That's why he got them. It's not mm-hmm. that it doesn't make him great. That's why it happened. LeBron was as good as LeBron can be last night, right? He made five threes in the in the fourth quarter. He was playing defense. He was all over the place. He, he was even talking about going into that zone that you're really not even aware that just everything's working. Lakers come back from a huge deficit, 21 points in the fourth quarter. They win the game. That's awesome because it does give them a little cushion. It's one less game that you have to worry about winning, blah, 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 blah. came blah. out of nowhere, too. The, it, it came out mm-hmm. of nowhere, for sure. But like the bones of the win are not something you go, okay, there it is. That's the, that's what they need to do. That's the lineup they need to play. That's the, the defensive rotation they need. That's the bench. It was just a great player went nuts. And that's why, while it was fun to watch and it's a great result, it wasn't, hey, they might have unlocked something like uh, last night. It just felt like LeBron went nuts. That's it. The only thing I, I would say to that is it, could, it, could it spark something? Could it? Could this be the spark that the Lakers needed? Let me ask you, with that in mind, why would it be? As opposed to just he I'll, went. I'll tell nuts. you why. I'll tell you why. You're going to be five games over 500 by the time tonight's all said and done. Should be right. You're taking on Washington. That's actually the. <laughs> I don't know. There'll be five games over 500. If not, I'm walking from here home. Okay, <laughs> uh, which that could happen. Um, that's going to be the highest that this team – it's sad to say, but it's the truth. It's going to be the best record that they've had all season is five games over five hundred. What could it spark? Could it be that igniter of we're literally coming back kind of from de- – if you're losing against without Paul George and without Avica Zubats and now you're one in three coming back from the All-Star break – could it spark something of, all right, now as the dust settles here, we're only a couple games back from Sacramento. We get to play Sacramento a couple times this month or in March, a couple times uh, against the Golden State Warriors. Them coming back is not a shocker. They came back from the Phoenix Suns. They've done this before. What they haven't been able to do is to kind of 
Give them something on a sustainable that's I don't level. Think it, that's why I don't think it is sustainable because the way that they won the game wasn't, hey, we found a defensive rotation that works, or hey, we held the Clippers to 94 points. It wasn't like you've held your opponent to under 110 for two weeks in a row and you've figured out some defense that really works and, hey, this is who we are. The only thing that happened is one of the great players of all time yep. went nuts. Okay, if that's the plan, good luck. It's not the plan. That's that, what that I part, think. That part and, you're and right that's about. why I don't think it sparks something because there there's not it's not repeatable. It's not like you can say, "Hey, let's do that again." You you can't ask for that. It was luck. Yeah, but but let me I'm going to throw this and I think this is the same conversation that we've had in the past. Can LeBron and Anthony Davis win you some games? Can can LeBron, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, it's luck is a team that has no shot of winning winning a game. No, last night was luck. Last night was an outrageous combination of a great player getting hot and But the Lakers a, have beat the Clippers this year. I, I understand that, but mm-hmm. I'm talking about last night specifically. Mm-hmm. A, a good team spit the bit. LeBron went nuts. Those mm-hmm. two things had to happen at exactly the same time. That's more luck than hey, we figured something out. But I'm not I'm not trying to tell you that they figured something out. What I'm trying to say is that it is a big win for a franchise that just needs wins. They just need Ws. They're not going to eventually now, because of that win yesterday, say, well, when we go up against the Denver Nuggets on March 1st or 2nd, whenever right. they play, and say, we, we got our play. We have it. We're going to have LeBron dribble, dribble the ball four. for 20 oh seconds and then take a fadeaway 25-footer, yeah. and that's what they're going to run you, Does Darvin to. know that? <laughs> does, does he know that that's not a good strategy? Well, they didn't. I mean, because it didn't seem like they were running anything. It just seemed like, hey, LeBron, go, go, go do your thing. Just go. Can you can you can you do me a favor? Can you just go be LeBron James for twelve minutes, please? And he did. And that was the only way they were going to win the game, is if LeBron did something that is not sustainable. He's LeBron. But mm-hmm. I feel like we've said, oh, is this the spark all year? Is this the spark when he beat the Celtics? Is this the park, spark when he beat the uh, the Suns? Is this the spark when he beat? Oh, uh, who knows? It's, I feel like it's happening all year, and it doesn't create a spark. So it could very easily, like M just said, be nothing. Yeah. And I'm I'm not here to tell you that it's going to be something. I'm just more asking the question, if it ain't now, when's it going to be? I would love to see them stumble into something that they realize, hey, look, this is a huge advantage for us. Right? Like, every teams have a thing. We knock down a bunch of threes. We defend the three really well. We rebound like crazy. We defend yep. like crazy. We have a guy that's unstoppable in a pick and roll, and they'll just run it over and over and over again. And it's like, when we're doing this, Harden was we're doing really that to hard Lakers to beat. Yesterday. Right? And yep. then, then there's just the, hey, everybody made shots tonight. That's that's you never know when that's showing up. You just you you hope it does. And the Lakers feel like they're in that mode where, hey, look, if LeBron's great and AD's great, we got a chance. Okay, mm-hmm. that's just random throwing the dice and hoping that you hit seven a bunch of times. It's it, maybe maybe it will. No, the problem. But that's is, not a plan. The problem you just said. They've had a lot of games where LeBron and AD has been great, and that doesn't equal a W. Like it, it's deeper than that, right? That I I think that's been part of the the headache and frustration with the Lakers is. LeBron and AD haven't been bad this year, mm-hmm. and they've been available. And if anybody wants to complain, well, LeBron's not playing. De- he's 39. There's only yeah. so much the dude can do. I'm, and I know yeah, you're not. I'm, what, what I'm saying yeah, is, like, absolutely. there's literally only so much the guy can do. I guess the question is, if you're in a series where you get some off days, right, especially once you get deep, you're basically playing every other day, can he play defense like he played in the fourth quarter every other night? 
I know. I, I don't know. Maybe. He was good on defense in the fourth quarter. He was. Too. Yeah. He defended Kawhi on that last mm-hmm. shot and, mm-hmm. and defended him pretty well. Yeah. And I know that, like, the story is LeBron from last night's game, and that's fine. But, you know, D'Lo does hit threes. And I think you've talked this a lot. You've talked about this a lot, Alan, where it seems like while it's not, he's not the best player on the team, but the wins and losses kind of go on the backs of D'Lo. So maybe you find a way to, you know, again, LeBron can go nuclear some nights and win games. But maybe it's the getting the best looks out of D'Lo at end of games to get us back into here. You know what I take away from our one hour of talking Lakers basketball and everything else? I have no idea what it is game to game. Neither does anybody else. Neither does anybody else. That there are nights where it looks good. There or, are, or there are like moments of the game. There's a quarter that looks good and there's there, two there, quarters there, that look bad. That's it. And, and it's there has been no through line through this team. Right, there, there hasn't been. There's been times. Hey, you know what? They look pretty good. Hey, they, they look terrible. There are moments where LeBron's like, "Oh my God, last night, look at that!" And then there's, boy, he looks old. Like you just, they're a I wild. Don't know. They're a wild card, which might also be why the rest of the NBA could be scared of them because you don't know which Lakers you're going to get that night. So they're a, they're they're so chaotic. You're right, but that that the the good version that we're talking about, yeah, it doesn't show up a bunch of times in a row or a bunch of times in a relatively short window. That it, it it's kind of hit and miss. There, there is a little bit of what you said. The only real shot they have is. They get to the playoffs, and it's a chess match for seven games, and we get rest, and we could adjust. We could do this. LeBron doesn't have to play back-to-backs. You better hope it doesn't come down to a chess match because you're losing that one. Chess match from LeBron. Yeah, okay, that's different. (laughs) But but on top of that, to get to that seven-game set, you got to get out of the plane. And the plane, it's kind of funny. The plane scares me, I think, more than anything else. I don't don't think it's a lock at all that they get out of the plane. And, you know, we'll see as, as the season progresses. Clippers won't be in the play-in, but Slee might have been right about something. That's coming up next. It's 10. 10. 10. What? It's not 10. Yep. 10. It's, it, well, it the was 10 15 minutes 10. ago. I also, it was 10-something 15 minutes. Seven, it's We're on the radio somewhere. <laughs> My friend also has several leap day traditions. And oh. I'm going to um, throw it by you guys. See I'm what in. What do you think? I want to hear them. And I'm gonna, uh, see, this is the good thing about a new holiday. Like when these other ones get set up, we didn't get any input. We didn't, we didn't get to say, hey, on 4th of July, we're going to eat watermelon and hot dogs and shoot fireworks. We weren't around when they decided that. We just were given that. We get to decide what we want leap year to be, or leap day. Why do I keep leap day today? That's next, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Not John Cougar Mellencamp. No. <laughs> no. No. Southern Avenue. Southern Avenue.
Are they one of the artists? They that are, are yes. okay. They sound good. Yeah. Little soul, little country. It's not bad. No, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So what so are we doing music, for Leap Day? So much music out there that <laughs> when I hear it, like I would never, I have no way of of getting introduced to this music, for example. But when I hear certain music, whatever, it's here or I'm with somebody, something like that, I'm like, that's pretty good music. Why don't I listen to that? I just end up going to the same genre. Maybe every time. as a Leap Day tradition, yep. you should just randomly throw on your Pandora account and start tapping popular or unknown or whatever. whatever yes, because we can do whatever we want with our day. That's right. Yeah. Once every four years, we get a day to do Try a anything. New thing. You follow yeah. your rabbit hole, which we will do later today. So I can't wait. You are going to be so <laughs> bored and horrified by what like, I'm going to tell you. You're going to like mine. <laughs> I think you guys are all going to be shocked by mine. Mine, right. mine Trav, I'm telling you right now there's going to be this like i could watch this for four hours uh, really yeah yeah you'll like it and it's the stupidest most simple thing excellent but there's something that comes with it so. excellent i um, like it uh mine actually has related relations to ai which is a switch between me and you too so come on that. down um all right so come hang um, out this weekend my friend sarah is someone who really got me hooked on to like leap day traditions okay so she's a lover of 30 rock um she introduced me to 30 rock and she also introduced me to the office but she has these traditions she does every year and so one of them is that she walks them watches the movie leap year it's the movie it has amy adams i want to say it's like james marsden in ireland and it might be the, the guy might be different um but the funniest thing about that movie is that it was released in 2010 which wasn't even a leap year oh, so why cool. would you even do yeah. why wouldn't you hold that for 2012 which is stupid hold it 2012 and release it on february 29th yep yeah or at least the month beforehand mm-hmm. another thing that was uh she does is she uh she believes that we should all have off for work or school which i think is what we talked about earlier but that there should be like silly events there should be like niche very silly events that go on in every city so i think we should like you know how on christmas day you always watch a christmas movie you should watch leap year on that day <laughs> and then you should do some sort of silly event you should go listen to silly music you should go do a uh, play with silly putty i don't know do something but silly. here's the like i get the the christmas thing you watch the you know frosty the snowman or miracle on 34th street like there are the ones that are too, like i never even heard of this movie until you just told it's me great. About okay it. well now you can awesome. now you can watch it today and then make it your tradition so good matthew good was the male lead don't even know who that person is, but Amy Adams is great, and that movie is like I think she like goes to Ireland and she wants Ireland and she wants to like get uh, engaged or something there. Anyway, it's a sweet little movie. Go watch it today as your tradition, and if you do watch it, send me a picture. Okay, I, uh, and that's what I text. We got to involve about. alcohol in this, we, right? There needs to be some sort of uh, party. Alcohol element. doesn't have to be invited. I feel like alcohol is just it's just a, it's a given oh, kind okay. of exists. Here's here's what you do. You drink the alcohol out of the weirdest thing you can think of. Again, you can you can do you well, can like a frisbee. It. Yeah, a frisbee <laughs> construction a cup, helmet. Um, not a cup, but like you you can out of a shoe. Just drink alcohol out of the weirdest way possible. And I think that's what, what you okay. Do. We're 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 getting on it. We're getting closer to it. If you have any of your leap day traditions, eight seven 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 ten ESPN. You've been lukewarm on the clips, Slee. You, you've been like the you, you don't like the the you go I go nature of their offense and just kind of the hey yeah I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing and last night was their what was it their fifth loss in their last eight games they're yeah, three, three and five, five. since yep. the All Star break they they since they climbed to the top spot in the three Western five Conference since then, yeah. since then mm-hmm. um, 
And I remember telling you, like, hey, the Clippers are in first place. We should talk about And they just immediately vacated the position and haven't gotten back. So I don't know if that's just the randomness and the bunch up of the teams in the Western Conference or rather, rather it's a little bit of an indicator of, yeah, we're not super comfortable being the team to beat because we talked about it yesterday. They have the second best odds in Las Vegas to win the NBA championship behind the Boston Celtics and ahead of the Denver Nuggets. It, look, it could just easily be – how many times have you said the regular season grind of an 82-game schedule? There's certain teams where maybe that 82 games is important. Maybe home court's going to be important. I don't know how important that's going to be for the Clippers. Doesn't feel very. Right? You got. Do you agree with that? Yeah, you got enough experience. You got enough vets. You, gotta, you, you know enough – can the Phoenix Suns win a game on the road with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal? Of course they can. Could the Clippers win a game on the road with Kawhi, PG? Of course they can. Sure. I think that's that's understood. What I will tell you is watching the game yesterday, and as much as we're going to focus on the Lakers, there was a complete Clipper collapse. I don't know what oh, they were doing. Yeah. In the, I don't know what they were doing in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was so Choking. predictable what the Lakers were doing. Well, and, that's the thing. The Lakers weren't doing anything other were, than letting the, LeBron do his thing. The, here's what Lakers would do: they would. Have Anthony Davis or D'Angelo Russell set a screen so that the switch came and Kawhi is off LeBron, and then yeah. LeBron will make a decision. From there. <laughs> right. But the Clippers were like they they didn't they didn't change anything as well through the first three quarters, especially Harden too, because I feel like every time I've watched Harden this year, I haven't been overly impressed. Harden looked like old school Harden yesterday because maybe Paul George is not there, the ball's going to be his hands more and everything else. My issue with the Clippers is nobody's nobody's questioning their talent. They got talent everywhere you look, and even there are times where they go to their bench. I'm like, geez, Norman Powell's in the game. Geez, so, you know, like they have Amir Coffey. It when looks Nor- like a good when player. Powell threw in that shot at the end of was it the third quarter? Third quarter. Yeah, it's like okay, good good night. Of course, yeah, right. <laughs> and then the the one thing that I have with them that at least I've noticed, there's a lot of you have the ball. And then I have the ball. I mean, look at the fourth quarter. It was basically Kawhi and James Harden saying, okay, you go, no, you go, where the Lakers defensively just got to kind of focus on two players. Now, when PG is there and you get to the playoffs and Zubats is going to get lobs, maybe all that just completely changes. But I also wouldn't be shocked or surprised that here's a team that has put everything towards winning an NBA championship. If they're in a seven-game set, if the playoffs started today, it would be Phoenix and the Clippers. That's a tough series, and I, I don't, you know, wh- whether whoever you want to pick, it could go either way. Sure, Clippers could potentially be out in the first round, sure. and I think that's the part also with the Clippers where there's still a lot of questions. Here's the rub for me with the Clips. There's way more questions than answers. The only two things that I that, on the positive side that I'm like, okay, I know Kawhi isn't going to be scared of the moment. Okay. Right, because he hasn't been. He's been there, and he's come through, and he's delivered. So put Kawhi over there yeah. as his willingness to compete in the biggest moments. Check the box. He's good. They got a really good coach in Ty Lue. Check the box. We're good there. Those two yeah. things are good. Kawhi's health, always a question mark, just because he's been hurt as often as he has over the last few years. Same question about are you up for it when it's most important for Harden and, and George? I don't know. Sure. Not so far. You look at previous playoff <laughs> Not Seriously. in particular Harden, right? It, that George, when they went to the the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago, really kind of put that team on his back. And the reason they made the run is because he was terrific. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but we haven't seen him go beyond that. We haven't seen him do it when those other guys are there. James Harden's legacy is complicated. 
He's an MVP. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's an incredible offensive performer. He can score points. He can distribute. He's he's yeah. really, really good. But that's the first line of the resume. This The next two are he's had absolute tank jobs in the postseason, mm-hmm. and he quits. Okay, th- that Those are on his resume. When do those show up? When does the tank job show up? Is it in the postseason? Maybe. If he doesn't get what he wants, does he quit? Like the- These are fair questions because it didn't just happen once or twice. It's happened multiple times along the way. You add up all of these things, there are far more, yeah, I don't know, than, yeah, that's pretty good. The Lakers have a whole bunch of I don't knows, but the two I know are LeBron's not going to be scared. LeBron's going to play like crazy. Yeah. Anthony Davis is having a great season. If he's healthy, I have a great deal of faith in AD at this point. Their coach, huge question mark. Sure. Their defense, huge question mark. Like they've got these things that are there, but the Clippers have just as many. I don't know. Yeah, James Harden going to be good in the playoffs? I don't know. And neither does anybody else. And the three and five and the eight is in their last eight games. That has kind of added a, just the new wrinkle to it. And listen, maybe that's why yesterday we're looking at the odds and it had Clippers at number two to win the whole thing. That's got to be just pure – look at how much talent they have and that Ty Lue will figure it out. And you have a two-time finals MVP, that there is some of that infrastructure yeah. and that it's not going to be on James Harden's back the way it maybe was when it was in Houston. Right? That, but, there's for, a- well, look, it's not just the, oh, the Clippers will Clipper. Okay, that's that's lazy, right? Now, they might, but the, 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 the actual <laughs> specific reasons are, are – they're right there in front of you. It's, it's Harden's – playoff history resume mm-hmm. there's some good but there's a lot of bad paul george in big moments there's some good there's a lot of not so good russ god only knows yeah right god only knows he he was not great last night yeah. right that and again he's they're what fourth or fifth or sixth yeah, best guy I, at yes, this point fifth or sixth. Yeah. yeah so he's not as much of a but he could also do that thing like the what is he doing sure, he take could you out of one again. of those take you out of again so they're really good. Like Ireland was saying the other day, he goes, he, they're the, the second best team he's seen all season behind the Celtics, and and I believe him. But there's some there's some cracks in that that are not hard to, to hard to find. Like the Nuggets, the cracks are much harder to find, much harder to find. Even the because they've got the best guy, their second best guy is really good. Their coach is experienced and seems very comfortable. Their supporting cast is really good, and they did it. They defended. They, mm-hmm. re, they they've done it. Like that's the one you go. Yeah, they, n- nothing weird uh, needs to I, happen. I, there. I will tell you, they're the only one in the West that has that. Yeah, they're I agree. the only one. So the same questions you have about the Clippers, you could have the same questions about the Suns. You could have the same question about. Really, anybody in the Western Conference. I really do think we could jump to June right now and put the Nuggets there and not be even a little bit out of bounds. It just it feels inevitable. Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hey, guys. First off, I want to say congratulations to Caesar from Long Beach, who won a pair of tickets to the Outlaw Fest on Twitter. Uh, with Willie Nelson and family, Bob Dylan, John Mellencamp, and Brittany Spencer. They are all coming to the Hollywood Bowl for one night only this summer on July 31st. Tickets on sale Friday at Ticketmaster.com. And check out OutlawMusicFest.com for more details. And it's Ticket, ticket Thursday all day, so stay tuned all day. Caesar this. earned it. Yeah. I mean, he just... He wanted it. Good more. timing. He, he had that. He had he that redial right away. Yeah. Um. By the way, in the break, me and uh, Brian were getting into this because you said there lies the rub, and Brian was like, "Oh, that's a weird phrase." And I was like, "Oh, it's Never actually Shakespearean, and it's like using that." And I so didn't we, know that. We got on a rabbit hole, um, preview of a rabbit hole of all of the Shakespeare words and phrases that he invented. 
Um, and it's extensive. So uh, if that is something that interests you, maybe I'll do that S- rabbit S- hole as well. Send me that one. Yeah, yeah, it's very what, cool. Where, where does the there's the rub from Shakespeare come from? Um, don't quote me on this. I'll find it later. But I think it's from uh, Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Um, but I think he invented the the phrase. But I, again, he also invented. Uh, get to the chopper. It's also <laughs> exactly. It's also exactly. His. Um, and if you're an English person, uh, correct me on that if I'm wrong. All right. So. Um, Earlier in the show, I was texting with my friend Sarah, and uh, she's the one who has all the leap day traditions, and I was trying to get some of the ones right. And then I was texting her, because I remember seeing leap year uh, in the theaters with my friend Carolyn Mastin. And I was texting Travis, too, uh, something, and then I texted Travis instead with, like, I saw that in theaters, and I saw it with Caroline Mastin. And it was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. So... You have ever texted the wrong person and had it turn out badly. Travis, shut your cap. Cap, I guess, but it's it's a near fact. I've texted the wrong person and embarrassed myself terribly, but it didn't end badly. So I, when at a previous place, there was a salesperson that was top five most annoying people I've ever met in my life. Just, just, in, just I wasn't a, that re- bad. <laughs> relentless and. I was Jim and I were communicating and and we were both kind of commiserating over how much this guy was just grinding your gears like I just we just didn't connect on any level. I accidentally sent it to him. And and it worked out actually okay because yeah. he's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry. I've been annoying guys. I'm just trying." And it it actually kind of softened the blow a little bit, but it was terribly embarrassing because there was a lot of, "Can you believe this blank blank blanking guy Ooh. along the way?" and it went to him. Al? All right, Cap. I've not. I have not sent. I've definitely sent the wrong person a text, but it wasn't one of those. Oh my gosh, that I sent. I think I've told you guys a story back when I was in San Diego doing sales. So maybe I was this guy. I sent an email that wasn't supposed to go, and went to the client. Oh, and it wasn't a nice email because <laughs> somebody was complaining to me about how can this client, you know, they get it to us at this time. The books are closed, The you know, whatever it is, right? They're trying to get a commercial in. And whatever I said, I sent it to that person. Like, sometimes you're in what your What did head. you say? Some to the effect of, yeah, they do this all the time. I, You know, they're, they're a tough client to work with. Ooh, yeah. I had said enough things there <laughs> that the client actually, this was even worse. You know what the response was from the client? Get bent. They apologize, and I'm like, don't <laughs> do that. That's no, that's good. You got what you wanted. I, well, then you feel bad. I felt so bad. Like even today, telling the story, my stomach just kind of turns a little. <laughs> so hasn't happened in yeah. text. Brian. Uh, yeah, cap for me here. If if I ever was to send something, you know, mean or kind of hurtful, kind of that, I've always double check because it's one of my biggest fears to send that to somebody <laughs> You're a smart else. Smart guy, and you, you can't, say, hey, you can't get on the take phone. it back. But yeah, good, right. good yes, for you exactly. to, to double yeah. check. Like right. how many how many how many times you just do and, something and you're not. I'm in, oh, I'm in a hurry on this. Yeah. No, no, take a second. Yeah, yeah. And thankfully, it's never been like super mean. It's more frustration of like mm. somebody's annoying you as opposed to, I hate this person's yeah. guts and they're ugly. Per- it's not <laughs> that. It's, that. It's, it's, will this guy leave ugly. me alone? Why does he have to right. send me this every blank and day? It's one of those kind of situations. One time I texted my friend something about my friend, and it wasn't like it was a mean thing to say, but it was just a that I was talking about her would be probably not the nicest thing right, in the world. Yeah. And I said it to that person, Whoops. no response. Ooh. And we never brought it up again. We're still good friends, but we never brought it up again. Bring it up today. Yeah, I was going to so, say, there's got to be a time. Yeah. On, on Leap hey, Day. On my show today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is Make it. amends on Leap Day. Maybe that's, Honestly, that's a good thing. There you go. an hour and 38 minutes to find out. Uh, <laughs> we got one. Eight. 
<laughs> no, we got one. Yeah, she's probably holding hold on to that. All right, so um, those of you uh, who watch Love is Blind, you're my people. And so Brian and I watch Love is Blind. Greg watches Love is Blind. Me and Greg have a meeting every Thursday. And this meeting, we, we talked about things, but then we also talked about Love is Blind for a while. <laughs> um, so I'm going to tell this to you guys with no background. So you, you can you can get the story even if you don't know who these people are. So there are two people that got engaged in the pods. It's Jeremy and Laura. Is that Jeremy? Yeah, Jeremy okay. and Laura. And then... Sarah Ann was who Jeremy was choosing between. So it's Jeremy had choices between Sarah Ann and Laura. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Laura and Jeremy go to vacation that they always do. They do like a honeymoon before they go back to Charlotte. And uh, in that time, Sarah Ann has her phone back. Jeremy doesn't have his phone. She DMs Jeremy, says, Hey, if the door's open, the door's open. I'm available. Say, like, if, if something doesn't work out between you and Laura, yep. I'm here. Okay? Uh, I'll come off the bench. Right. All right. So then it kind of got out that Sarah Ann reached out to Jeremy, and the girls of Love is Blind just attacked Sarah Ann. I'm not defending Sarah Ann at any reason, but Sarah Ann was wrong for sending a DM to an engaged person. And just a little background, too. Hmm. They don't always work out. The yeah. couples that get engaged in yeah. the pod, don't, yeah. most of the time, don't work out. Okay, so Sarah Ann was in the wrong for DMing an engaged person. Alan, Patrick, Cap. Here's why it's fact for me. I'm not DMing an engaged person, so that's the only way that I can kind of. That's the only example that I can give. If I would feel weird and I would feel a certain way if somebody's engaged, I know they're not married yet. I know it's not you know official official. But I would personally feel weird to be sending a DM to somebody engaged. So just based off of that, I will say fact. Trev? I know that this isn't the answer, but what if Sarah Ann actually is in love with this person? Yeah, the door is open. And they're not married, and she wants to take one last thing and say, hey, listen, I know you're getting ready to to start your life with this other person. You're engaged, but I want to tell you, I, I think I'm in love with you, and I, I am here. I, I want that on the table. Okay. You know, because maybe he's doing it for the TV show. Maybe he's doing it because she's better looking or whatever it may be, and he actually kind of does have feelings for her, too, and knowing that that's out there, it's 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 a big swing. That if it doesn't, if it's not reciprocated, it's or a hail mary, that's it, what it, it is. It is a hail mary. Yeah. But if you are sometimes in love hail with marys somebody, connect. Right. If I'm in love with somebody, you got to. Put that out there before they lock it down somewhere else. And also, she has no idea. They could have gotten broken up with sure. when they were on a honeymoon. Who knows? Sure. Uh, Brian, what do you think? I kind of Because you know the, the background, too. I do. I kind of sit in the fence here because Travis's point right there, like, if she actually really is in love with him, like, take your shot. Like, right. what are you going to lose? But to the fact that she is. It's aggressive. You're right. They're already <laughs> engaged and he's involved with somebody else. He's already he committed. He someone else over right. by you He didn't already. choose her. So it's a little, it's a little. Greg just situation. broke down the door to get yeah, out he's, he's, got, he's got takes. <laughs> Jesus, relax. Well, Greg, bro. why don't we do it? I'm running. Relax, <laughs> man. Uh, okay. Um, all right. He's ready to go. Uh, ask, maybe ask propose the same question. Okay. Give, give him the same. <laughs> question. All right. So my I know, statement. I know, I know the question. Okay, don't worry. Greg. I heard it. I heard it all. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> She's not in the wrong in the slightest. I don't think so either. This is essentially a game show. You're you're going. There's two people that. So this Jeremy guy is <laughs> is talking to two different women behind a wall. Okay. You never see each other. You don't know how you're going to actually react to each other in the real world. Okay. So he was in love with both of them. They were both in love with him. He decided. I'm going to push Sarah Ann off to the side because I think that, what's her name? Laura. 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 That Laura, that him and Laura 
they're the right one. This is going to work. Yeah. When they got out of the pods, Laura was a mean person. Like, she's not wrong in anything. She is mean. She, Laura's the fiancé? Laura's yeah. the fiancé. She's not wrong in any, of her, in any of her feelings, but she is a mean person, mm-hmm. and he and her do not get along. It, those things happen all the time. So for her, to, that happens all the time. For her to DM and just say, she's actually said, I wish the best for you guys. I hope everything's okay. And that's all. It's the right if thing for, to say. If for that's, some that's reason how you it do doesn't, set it up. if for some reason it doesn't work out, yeah. hey, okay, I'd love my shot. This. Would you DM somebody who's engaged? Not in real life. But that, but that's if I, you were in love I, with them. Yeah, if it's five years, this is two weeks. Yeah. This is no, two weeks. I, I'm, I'm not saying that this is real love. I understand I'm these separa- are I'm, 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 separating, love, I'm separating because I know it is a TV show. And I know it's a short period of time. I'm separating the two. I'm asking the, just the question of- No, I would not. I wouldn't either. No, So that's absolutely why I went not. with that answer. Right. No, I'm not saying mm-hmm. you were wrong. I'm giving my uh, my take on it from Based watching on the show. The show. Mm-hmm. Yes. But also, Sarah, if you're Sarah Ann, he already chose someone else over you. Like, why would you want to go back with somebody that already chose someone else over you? Because Good that's point. that you it's want a, something that, that that has a lot to do with yeah, it. Yeah, a, a lot. Right. I I, I get it. It's want something it, you embarrassing. Can't You're told no. I, I or I choose this person instead of you. That's got to hit you in an awful awful way. Yeah. But if you're in love with that person, and the only person that should be out of out of joint, what's the fiance's name? Laura. Laura. Laura can be pissed. She, she was. was. Yeah. That, <laughs> rightfully I, so. I understand Laura's emotions in this, but if I'm Sarah Ann and I'm in love with Jeremy, hey, Jeremy, <laughs> I got it bad for you. What do you think? Yeah. I, you know, th- let's give it a shot. Absolutely. Some real love is blind talk. <laughs> We're basically a love show here. <laughs> uh, do you guys want one more? Do you want to? Yeah, let's do one yeah, more. Yeah, do another right. one. I'll All right. So nope. today's Leap Day. And obviously, we talk about it a lot today. Uh, Leap Day, William. Leap Day, William. All right. So. If your birthday I don't know what that means. happens to be on leap day, you would count your age only in leap year. So, you know, if you're 16, if you've lived 16 years, you say, oh, I'm four years old. So that's the statement. So if you uh, if you were born on leap day, you would count your age only in leap years. Uh, Alan Fetter Cap. No, Cap, I- I'm I'm giving my age, but I'm. I'm rotating which day I'm celebrating my birthday. I'm going to do the 28th. I'm going to do March 1st. I kind of pick whenever the hell I want to do it. I yeah. might do it on both days. But, <laughs> but I'm, not, uh, I'm not counting them that way. Berg? Uh, I would. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's weird and it's random. And it's like you're obviously joking. And so if you're trying to date somebody, you're not going to be like, I'm four years old. But you can do the joke for a little bit. I think it's I think it's uh, it's different. It would be your two truths and a lie forever. Forever. Yeah. I'm really four years old. Yeah. Trav? <laughs> you... I think we're in the same spot. It's a cool little tidbit about yourself that you tell people. Like when you get a new job, they say, tell us two things about yourself that might surprise us. I'm actually born on February 29th. Yep. I only get to actually celebrate my birthday. And I was in the slammer years. for six years. <laughs> right. The, you you, you <laughs> nice get to do you. that. But <laughs> the joke of, eh, I'm only four, it's too obvious. Yeah. It's too stupid. It's not funny. So you, it's a cool tidbit, but it's a bad joke. Brian? Yeah, Cap, I'm right here with Trav. It's like yeah. one of those bad dad jokes, yeah. I feel like. It's like, eh, maybe the first time I hear it, I'm like, okay, I chuckled. But I saw this like on social media today already. Oh, da-da-da, only four years old, five years old. I'm like, eh, I've heard this a thousand times. Right. It's like doing the hot dog and sandwich. Yeah. Those things that we've, we've all just worn they out. They didn't like your... They, didn't they like did your not, like it <laughs> no, they not like your angle. You get a dad joke dispensation as a dad. Yes. You're allowed to enjoy it. There's, there's a lot way. of stupid things I like, and it's fine. I had a really 
really good dad joke to my daughter Riley the other day. She got so mad at Let's me. Let's go. <laughs> so I was like, hey, when you're walking around with your friends, I see you walking around with your friends. You always walk around in like pairs of three, five, and seven. It's all girls, right? And she goes, what are you talking about? I just figured it's because you can't even. <laughs> oh, Greg. Rap, rap. You literally can't even. <laughs> I thought there was a 357 Magnum joke no, coming that no. you can't even is rap, much, much rap, better. Rap. <laughs> Raheem Morris is the head coach in Atlanta. Good work, bro. How do you replace that guy? It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Who we got here, Brian? Well, Robert Plant. Robert Plant? Yeah. Like from Led Zeppelin? Yep. He's going to be there. He does country music now? It's a good song. I guess so. This was with the uh, Allison Cross, Krauss, Kraus, I believe. Okay, I like it. I had good. good. I had no idea Robert Plant is a country musician. Now I actually saw him a couple years ago. He that's was pretty impressive. good. Live. But by the way, that's impressive. I think about that. Just like to to jump to a this type of genre of music and and this sounds good. That's incredibly impressive. I, I can't believe this is Robert. I'm I'm really stuck on this. Like I'm having reconciliation issues from two years ago okay yeah all right new. that works for me we're uh, gonna go to pizza hut here in a couple of fridays Slee. looking forward to That's that plan here we're gonna when, when do we get to when do we get to tell the people that they should come out and hang out with us at uh, pizza hut maybe tomorrow i don't know yeah we'll have to we'll have to double check yeah. with uh carlo, and, and, the carlo and the guys yep. and, and and see what it is but uh did you see my uh, pizza hut shirt today what do you think you guys think it looks good the same yeah, one you great. had uh, when we were making our yeah. pizzas down there. Yeah. It's so you know me. Once I get a shirt that I'm I'm in on, I'm in on it. Mm -hmm. And this is a, the Pizza Hut shirt is a regular part of the rotation. Jacket's uh, a new jacket or it's an old jacket that uh, got brought it out in the mix. Very so often. I, Michael had a baseball game yesterday. My son Michael had a game, and there's this little pocket at Dana Point that when the sun just barely tips over, You're it done. drops 400 degrees. You're done. So I brought it out yesterday, and it's comfy, and it's warm. So Emily would think today. we're crazy. You and I think we're in the North Pole anytime. It's cold in here. It's very, oh, no, it's very cold, 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 cold in yeah. here. All right, so we were at Rams Revealed on Monday night, and we got a chance to talk to a couple of players, and we also got to talk to Kevin Demoff. And I asked him a question about just – the, the brain drain that goes on inside the Rams, that every season it seems like one or more of their coaches gets a head coaching opportunity somewhere else, and that some of the position coaches leave to be coordinators other places. Compliment to your system. Absolutely mm -hmm. it is. But Raheem Morris seemed to have a really significant presence inside that Rams building, and that the players loved him, and that the fellow coaches loved him. Sean McVay loved him. The the Les Snead and Kevin Demoff loved him, and Demoff was talking about what a challenge it's going to be to replace him. I was so excited for him. Like, it was one of my moments of joy, followed by this immense pain of how much he means to our organization and meant, and that gut punch that he's not going to be there the next day. Wow. Right? Like, you're so excited for, for who he is and what he's earned, and, you know, I remember... You know, this is a point in the story. When we hired Raheem, and it was right after Brandon Staley had been with us a year and gotten hired as a head coach. And we hired Raheem, and I, I worked with Raheem in Tampa. It was so great to have him back. And I was like, we're going to get you a head coaching job. And he looked me square in the eyes, and he said, Kevin, he goes, people like me don't get head coaching opportunities the second time in the NFL. And it was not a laughing matter. It was very direct a commentary on where black coaches are in our league, where he thought his opportunity was. To see him three years later, a Super Bowl champion gets to go back to Atlanta as a head coach. 
is so special, I think, for everybody in this building. But we're going to miss him. And I'm so excited for Chris Shule and his opportunity. But Raheem Morris was the glue to our organization. It meant so much to everybody. I think you know, like, oh, yeah. you don't replace people like that. Let, let, let me be very clear before we get into this, that this has nothing to do with Chris Shula taking over as the D.C., right? That that this is life in the NFL, that guys leave to take other jobs and guys slide in to, f- to fill that position. So Chris Shula is going to get an opportunity to become a, a defensive coordinator. Yeah. Good for him. What he's saying, you don't hear that very often. No. Where he, he's the glue to our organization that you talk to every player, you talk to every – they talk about the way that he's able to connect with people – it's extraordinary, and Sean McVay, like you said a second ago, Slee, has done such a good job and won so many games and put so many other people in positions to become head coaches. Go get that guy. Absolutely. Let's go look at the Rams. Let's go look at the Rams. I wonder if this isn't the first time they have a real vacancy, and not just where, you know, put the linebacker here, put the safety here, or slide the corner down here. Not 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 in that regard, yeah, but in a, hey, this guy is important to the culture of our organization and trying to replace that. Well, I, okay, there's that piece of it, and then there's the piece of, damn, that was kind of deep here, what he's talking about with Raheem Morris. And Raheem Morris telling him, like, people like me don't get a second opportunity in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and you could tell Demoff was so – that was a very genuine excitement for somebody now going to get a second opportunity. Sure. This time he's going to go do it for the Atlanta Falcons. And it makes you also want to root for him specifically. Go make it happen out there. Prove any doubters that are out there, whatever the case is. Um, and then I think what you just said right there about the value of replacing somebody like this, I guess you just – you can't know, right? You, you're not – we're not going to know. There are certain people that might be within a company or an organization where you say, um, okay, that person left. It's all good. It's not that that guy wasn't talented, but let's just say he wasn't the best for the culture. Let's just say that that, wasn't got, that guy wasn't, like he put it, the glue. There's other people, maybe they don't have all the talent in the world, but damn, is it just a better environment and a business to be at because that person is there. Mm-hmm. That's Those are not things that you can just, well, I'm just going to have somebody else come in. I like what you said about who's replacing him. It has Chris nothing Shula. to do with him. Yeah. It has more to do with you lost something. I'm going to give an example from, let, let's use baseball as an example. I might have a dude that that we have that's batting 220. And you might think if he's not on this team, not a big deal. But damn, wherever that guy goes, it just like brings everybody else Kike together. Hernandez. Let's use Kike as an example. It might not look on paper that that's the guy that could be the glue to this entire thing. And I, I it's interesting comps. And I don't know if there's a replacement. And I don't, I don't know if we're going to be sitting here in a couple of months and saying, what the hell happened to that position? I'm thrilled that Morris gets a chance to go be a head coach a, a second time in the league for all the reasons that, that Demoff was just saying in that clip about how this is not the typical path for guys story. in our yeah. league. But he could be a challenge to replace. And, and the good news is, Sean McVay, I think, I think his superpower – is a relentless positivity and preparation and these things, but followed closely by he knows which guys to put in which spaces. He is an, a master at hiring good assistants. From the moment he showed up, he goes gets Wade Phillips, lifer in the NFL, right? He, he knows he's not threatened by someone else's expertise. You're good at it. Come on in. Let's do this together. We can get you off to the next one. Yeah, fight. not threatened his, is a great way his, to put it. His mm-hmm. ability to build a staff is extraordinary. Well, A, he's got experience doing it because they keep grabbing more and more of his staff. <laughs> right. And B, I think the other side of it, which may be the most important thing, um, if he – I don't care who the name is. If Sean McVay said, hey, let's bring this guy in, 
you're going to say, well, Sean McVay said it, then there must be a reason. Absolutely. So he's going to always have that benefit of the doubt. We've got our Thursday draft coming up next, and it's uh, it's inspired by one of the great sports meltdowns of all time. It's coming up. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.